y'all. It's me, Queen J, back with another episode of Let's Get Uncomfortable, kicking off our Black History Month guest panel. Of course, before we get into today's topic, we are going to start with a bit of mindfulness that's not changing, but we do have another special guest by the name of Kayla Wiley, and we are going to talk about a live advocacy, her business, and we are going to talk about basically, essentially, how two Black women who are reclaiming their lives after attempting um, suicide, so I just want to put the trigger warning in at the very beginning. Um, this episode will depict mentions of suicidal ideation and how we have overcome that. And along with other things that go along with, you know, um, feeling suicidal. So I just want y'all to be be ready. Take care of yourselves any way that you know how. You can always pause the, the episode and we'll be here when you get back. Take care of you first. I just wanted to kick that off right there. So now... We're going to start with a bit of mindfulness, okay? <laughs> so now, it is now time for us to pause, breathe, and relax. It is now time for us to come into a safe space without judgment, where we grant ourselves grace day by day as we learn to be receptive to new things about healing in this lifetime. It is now time for us to open our minds and hearts to receiving love and joy, even through hardship. It is now time for us to be reflective and empower ourselves to reclaim what is rightfully ours, even though we have struggled. It is now time for us to be grateful and celebrate the 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 obstacles that we have overcome, the mental blocks that we have overcome to get to where we are now. It is now time for us to enter a space of gratitude for the strength that is instilled in us through God. And it is now time for us to take all that we have and all that we want into consideration, but without any rush. There's no need to hurry here. It is okay for us to go slow. It is okay for us to take it day by day. All right, y'all. I hope that that brought y'all some peace. I hope that that gave y'all some some tranquility, because it always does for me. It always centers my mind so that we can focus on the intention and we can be in this in this loving and, and safe space together. With that being said, I would love to introduce to y'all my guest of the honor, Kayla Wiley. Hi, girl. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I am doing well. I'm glad that we are even touching on this topic. Absolutely. because. I don't even, there's not, I used to think that even talking about the mental struggles that Black women have faced or that I even myself have faced was so taboo. Mm -hmm. But now there's, the only thing that made it taboo is the fact that it made other people uncomfortable. But that's what this, you know, that's what this podcast is all about. Let's get uncomfortable. Let's grow together. And yeah. it's so 
the other black women and black young girls and you know those that are growing that you're not alone in your feelings you are not alone in your feelings so i'm really glad that we're gonna talk about this how would you like to start would you because i'm very i have so many questions for you but i i want to <laughs> I want you to start how you want to start. I I'll save my questions for a little bit. <laughs> sure. Um, I guess I can uh, start by, um, if you don't mind, I guess, fully introducing myself. Of course. So everyone can kind of get an uh, understanding and get comfortable with me. Um, yeah. I am Kayla Sharice Wiley. I am from Cincinnati, Ohio. I have uh, been currently, I currently live in Louisville, Kentucky. I've been living in Louisville, Kentucky since 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and I am getting my MA, my master's in social work. I am yes. currently working as a facilitator. I facilitate a program with Goodwill Industries called JRA, which is Job Readiness Activities. Wow. I support, support, educate, and I uh, transform lives who um, are on current government assistance and giving them the skills and the equipment and the support to get off of one. Um, that is my day-to-day. -day. <laughs> and... I'm also a published author of The Time Is Now, My Journey from Abuse to Abundance. Yes. And uh, that is definitely not the last one in the oven. <laughs> but um, I am also still a facilitator um, over a support group called From Graves to Gardens. And that's women navigating life after and through abuse. Mm. Um, so... I am a busy lady. <laughs> you are. So, why, I mean, I love that you were able to introduce yourself because I wanted you to do that so yeah. that people can understand, like, she the real deal, y'all. Like, I, we are in collaboration, but she the real deal. And we've been talking about a live advocacy for such a long time, or you have been. Yeah. And yes. to see it finally come to fruition let's just say this y'all her alive advocacy and all the work that she was just mentioning and not not to mention it at all i'm just saying it encompasses everything that she had envisioned for herself just like words and power encompasses everything i had envisioned for myself so this is a big deal yeah we're not going to skip past these accolades because these are huge huge accomplishments so i want to Celebrate those wins right there with you right now, because girl, yeah, to God be the all flow. the glory. Yeah, but <laughs> to God be all the glory. Uh, yes. Uh, when when it's God's plan and what it when it's really what God wants to do, you mm -hmm. in true fruition. The Scripture states, you know, um, whatever He starts, He will complete. You know, mm. so. Yes, and I forgot the biggest thing ever. My organization is called uh, Alive Advocacy. Alive stands for aspiring to live in spite of victimized experiences. Oh, again, <laughs> Alive stands for aspiring to live in spite of victimized experiences. And, um, 
Yeah, and advocacy is to advocate for yourself mm-hmm. as well as advocating for others um, in those um, in that process. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. I mean, we didn't even get to the nitty gritty yet, and I'm already ready to cry because it's so beautiful, y'all. Like, do y'all, I want to just really talk about this just for a second. Do y'all realize the passion and the and the drive that comes from wanting to build something like that and not mm-hmm. even just not even just for the benefit of yourself but for the sake of others who have experienced those things as well that's yeah that is incredible and like that's why I get so emotional when I talk about my things that I do as well because I'm like y'all don't understand this story mm-hmm. was supposed to be the thing to destroy me but Literally. it led what we're doing is we're taking back our power and we're like, no, nah, you ain't going to destroy me. I'm going to turn it into a superpower. I'm going to turn yeah. it into a blessing for somebody else because I guarantee you I'm not the only person that is experiencing these things or has experienced these things. So is that, that, I, that's just beautiful. But like, I guess mm-hmm. my, my question, mm-hmm. it would be when you were, when these, um, when these goals and these businesses and these um, dreams of yours finally came to fruition, was there, how did it come to you? I, I know we talked that it, that it came from God and we know that it's part of God's plan for you, but how did it come to you? Did you, did you just one day decide enough is enough or like, what, what, can you walk me through that process a little bit? Sure. Like you're talking about um, how I initially like began with my journey with my organization yeah, with, with everything that you've been doing, what what inspired yeah. you the most? Like, when did you finally decide, okay, I'm going to reclaim my life after, you Ooh. know, attempting? Um, so I guess to answer that question, I have to kind of go back to when I That's um, fully attempted. So mm-hmm. I will also, and disclaimer, this is what I want to say. Um, throughout the time that we are communicating and we are talking about different yes. that are hard, I do want to encourage um, every listener um, that is on to take care of yourself. Yeah, and I say that in a sense. Pause sometimes if you need to pause and take a deep breath. If mm-hmm. you need to call a friend, if you need to hold a hand of a loved one, take care yes. of yourself because certain things are hard and it's very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, I say this and I'll, I'm sorry, I do a lot of shortcuts and I come back to the main point, but. Oh, no, 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 you're um, fine. That's a trigger warning right there. I do that all the time. We come back, we, we hold people in a space where it is safe for them to share whatever they feel that they want to share. So trigger warning here, we're going to talk about the journey and how we got to be the women that we are reclaiming our power. Yes. And in order to talk about that, we do have to start at the beginning of what it looked like to feel powerless. Yeah. And and that's going to be hard. But yeah. if y'all can rock with us, we appreciate it. If y'all need to take some time, like she said, step away. We'll be here when you get back. It's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I say that to say, because a lot of stuff is hard, but it's certain things I just needed to talk about. Yeah, of and course. say that in a sense, like my, the class that I teach or the the um the class that I facilitate mm-hmm. uh, is Black History Month, so I'm, yeah. I'm I'm talking about documentaries, and I'm we're talking about and we're watching movies and certain Ooh. stuff that are hard, right? And how it yeah. connects to the job world and career 
um, you know, um, and our occupations and the structures and the systems that are behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard You so right. to say, you know, um, but it's all needed and necessary. So I thank you for, um, thank you for choosing yourself for whoever is listening. Thank you for choosing yourself and thank yes. you for taking care of yourself. So, um, I say this initially as well. Um, there is one specific time where I feel like there was a shift in my life where I attempted, mm-hmm. but it all, I also am going to talk about that. Um, there is still, there was still, um, a part of my humanity and still is a part of my humanity that is still healing. Yeah. With that being said, I say that in a sense that, um, I feel like we, um, I say this all the time, two realities coexist at the same time. Yes. It's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. Meaning, um, for full example, we are living in the aftermath of the fall of Adam and Eve, which has created chaos, pain, sin, um, um, just so much mishandling, brokenness, all of the abuse, you know, violence, like, so this is the aftermath of the fall, but we are also living in the resurrection of Jesus, which, which gives us hope. Mm-hmm. Right? So yes. that's, that's not one or the other. We, we are living in both, we are living in both of those realities. Of course. So, um, so I, I did have one, uh, a couple moments where they were extremely pivotal and transformative for my story and for my ministry, but mm-hmm. there are still things that I still deal with and work on still to this day. That's so, fun. um, September 2nd, uh, 2018, I attempted to commit suicide. I was in a year and a half, uh, abusive relationship with a broken man. I was in a relationship with a broken man because I was broken myself. We were two broken people uh, and uh, he harmed me. Uh, He harmed me in a lot of different ways. And one of those things was abuse. A lot of people don't understand that when you are harmed in any way and you are still involved in the relationship or situation or whatever the case may be, whatever partner you have, if it's overt or covert abuse and to explain and you can quote me, forgive me that I don't have them completely down, but okay. one one means uh, uh, that the abuse was not direct, meaning yes. um, the 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 uh, intimidation or the fear was like I'm gonna throw these plates across the room, or I may bang on the hood of my car, but I and I'm going to intimidate you. I'm harming you. I'm scaring you. And initially, I don't have to put my hands on you, right? Yeah. And that's one form of, a, uh, that's a type of abuse. And then you have the other type when they are initially, you know, harming you intentionally from, you know, the actually other, yeah. Uh, yeah, putting their hands on you. The so in either spectrum, Yeah, it, 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 I don't mean to cut you off. I, I see exactly what you're saying. I just want to say, I, 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 <laughs> I just want to say this to you as you're telling this. Thank you for feeling comfortable enough to share your story. I just want to say that to you because I don't want you to feel like, because a lot of times, and I I do this sometimes too, when I'm reflecting on my journey, 
I kind of talk of it like like I'm talking about the weather because mm -hmm. we have moved, you know, parts of us have moved on from those experiences. So I just mm -hmm. want to say thank you for feeling comfortable for with sharing this. So you can go oh, ahead. I, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> that, well, we thank God for the healing. Yeah, yes. thank you. Um, but yeah, so those are two types. I um, This is not the first time I've experienced abuse mm -hmm. uh, initially, but um, at this particular point in time, what people don't realize and why sometimes staying in situations that are that harmful is so dangerous is yeah. because if someone stays in that particular situation, they are more likely to kill themselves and the other person. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got to that point of not being, I was not aware at that time. I had not been fully um, educated when it comes to emotional intelligence, mental health awareness, nor was I trauma informed. I did not mm -hmm. understand how uh, har this harm or this mishandling or my trauma, even before this particular person, I didn't know uh, how it was showing up in my day to day. I didn't realize the shift yeah. in the way that I moved or talked and stuff like that. And every uh, one's, journey when it comes to abuse is different every oh, yes. day and, that's why we, and that is why we need to um stay trauma informed because yes. you, you and i can go through the same trauma but it can impact us extremely differently in different ways um, yes I look at it as like two cups being on glass cups being on a table and both mm -hmm. of them fall on the ground and break both of those cups never break the same way oh say never, that again say I that always, again i always analyze trauma as two glass cups sitting on a table and they fall and they break but and we know that neither one of those cups break in the same way one may never break at all. Um, one may have minor scratches. Mm -hmm. One may have a huge piece and just may need to be replaced. One cup may never be able to re be replaced the same way. So it has to be created again. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's sensitive in a sense that like, oh, my mom went through that or my cousin went through that. Please <laughs> do not, don't, don't try to compare the same situation it, it, it's it will exactly. never be the same and it doesn't impact us the same you know exactly what I'm so, and um, that's what this that's what this episode this whole podcast is a trauma-informed educational podcast y'all so if y'all want to yeah. know what that means it means we utilize or at least for me because there are different definitions but for me it is utilizing our past experiences to educate us for the future to to yeah. know how okay yes this is this impacted me in this way and that's why these triggers i i have these triggers within me or it, it's taking a look at the hard stuff and not yeah. ignoring it that's really what it is yeah and that that's really what it is well, go ahead <laughs> that's fine uh so yeah so we um i was in that relationship um mm -hmm. for a year and a half and again like i said prior that that was not the first form of trauma or the first experience of mm -hmm. being being uh traumatized or mishandled yes. uh, usually um usually a lot of times when we are in abusive situations um it's that is definitely not our first time experiencing it. Unfortunately, um, no. Things, uh, yeah, like we are used to it due to 
um, other situations or we have witnessed certain things. Some people don't realize the impact of just witnessing a thing. If yeah. I saw somebody or if I was close to somebody who experienced um, something and I saw it, right, we, we, mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, draw to that. Or when we don't unpack and unlearn or relearn or shift the way we see a thing, yes. um, it will become a cycle. So all yes. those things uh, play a part. And mm-hmm. um, uh, initially I got into this relationship and um, I was harmed. And so on September 2nd, we ended the relationship at the end of August. Okay. And, and I remember it because it was so close to my intent. So I yeah. attempted and I was like really at my breaking point. I had been traumatized and I've been so um, burdened for years, like my whole life. Like I did not grow up with my father, my mm-hmm. mother. And my sisters and I lived with our grandparents because we were not financially stable for majority of our lives. So, and then, you know, um, my mother dealing with a lot of depression and Mm -hmm. then, you know, not having a a lot of those needs being met. Um, A lot of those needs that I needed as a child were not met, like on the emotional and mm-hmm. mental uh, standpoint, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, I was given what I could, that I was, you know, could be given, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's again, where we come to the point of two realities coexisting at the same time. I believe that my mother, excuse my language, did one hell of a job. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there were certain things that she did not give me. I, I, can, I can acknowledge that. I can acknowledge that. And, uh, and both of those realities exist. So yes. Um, of course, um, saw myself really spiraling. I was very codependent, um, when it came to men already. And then I was very much, uh, in toxic cycles. So Mm -hmm. very much in my, I think my chapter five or my chapter six of my book, it's called, uh, counterfeits, placeholders, shapeshifters, and tears. Oh, girl. (laughs) <laughs> that's a word and, right there i feel like i knew it wow Woo. and it's and it's and it talks about my cycle of where i would redundantly go to counterfeits and then and, and then that wouldn't work and i would go to people who were rebounds who were like placeholders and then shapeshifters are who were my abusers right mm. and, and um and then the tears that came with that and then particularly um another name in my book for uh, another man that you know harmed me and that time he was called the predator so mm-hmm. um it, it's these different things and these experiences that i believe that a lot of black and brown women we could connect with either that is a loved one or a person that we gave our heart to or yeah. someone trusted um in those different instances it's we 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 know one of these we know a counterfeit we know a placeholder we know uh, a shapeshifter we know a predator right you know we know these different you know facets and different things and for me I didn't find I I didn't I wasn't introduced to the predator until a little bit later um but um the shapeshifter was that particular relationship Mm -hmm. um where it ended in August, I was done. I was done with everything. 
I was so upset with um, life. Depression, I would say this, any type of mental challenge or um, any type of mental illness shows up differently in different cultures. So a lot of times when we're reading books or we're in universities and we're learning about the science behind the mind or the science behind the illness, um, we look at the anatomy and we think um, that we're getting information and research from particularly um, studies um, that cover multiple different cultures. And sometimes that's just not the case. It's not. We 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 gain those research that research or that data usually from, you know, um, privileged and you know white, you know, um, surveyed like the ones who were surveyed. So a lot of us don't know what that looks like for black and brown women. We mm-hmm. don't even notice when we're depressed. We don't notice. When we are uh, have anxiety, we just know like, okay, I turn up <laughs> when this happens <laughs> or this yeah. or whatever the case may be. But it's like it's so yeah. much more to that, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times for black and brown women, when we are depressed, a lot of that comes in the form of feeling like we're not doing enough and feeling like, okay, well, I need to do more, but we're not paying attention to our body. Our body is saying Hey, Rest. maybe you need to slow down. Yeah. And maybe we need you to like pay attention to something else. And we don't notice that. And we just kind of do whatever we want to do. Or we feel so guilty because we have so much responsibility. So mm-hmm. I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a caregiver, I'm a friend, I'm a wife, or I'm a girlfriend. And we don't give ourselves the that permission to to sit our butts down and listen to our bodies. Like we don't care. Uh, and sometimes and we, then, we shows up. It shows up as if we don't care, but we do. But it's like other things matter more, and yeah, we have we, to show up for everything else versus um, the greatest thing that matters, which is ourself. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say to touch on to expand on your point. It's it's kind of like because I always see it as this. I used to be the type of person, and just to jump into a little bit of my reclaiming my my power and, and my life um, backstory. I was the type of person who always put myself on a back burner for everybody else. Now, people that know me, they kind of know my story a little bit, but I was very accustomed to abuse from okay. the time that I was three years old mm. up until I was 18, 18 and 19. So it, it, it really when I came to the realization of what was actually taking place within my home and who was abusing me and what was actually being done, it, it caused me to shift my perspective, but it made me realize like, even while I was going through the abuse, I was really upset with the fact that like, I put myself on the back burner for everybody else around me. And I was so young, I shouldn't have had to be doing that. And that's just the facts. Like as a child, you should not have to be saying, well, I'm growing up so fast or I have to grow up a lot faster than other other people mm-hmm. and feel like you don't have a childhood. Now, that's not to say that every every child feels that way, but I'm just saying for me, that was that was my experience. And for me, I would put myself on the back burner for everybody else around me, no matter what it was, even when I was in 
in a state of like, okay, this is, this can't be it. There has to be more to my life, you know? And I always talk about there's life after trauma if you want it, because there is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people experience these things as, as Kayla is saying, as we're talking about, we experience these different experiences. We experience different traumatic things or, or whatever it is. And they affect us in different ways. But usually the different ways can usually lead to us either saying like, okay, well, hold up. I'm going to just, I'm not, I'm just going to act out. I'm going to turn up. I'm going I'm to put it off. You know, it's not really looking at the hard thing that needs to be looked at. It's more like, well, brushing it off. Or at least that's what I saw within my family. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about we don't notice the signs of us being depressed and we don't notice the signs of us being having anxiety, I I can attest to that because when I have anxiety, it shows up in irritation. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of black people. That's a lot of black women. If we have like anxiety, it can come off as we're irritated, but mm-hmm. we're actually anxious. <laughs> it, it's weird. Yes, but that is that is the truth. And I have gotten into the habit of telling people, like, I'm not, if I sound irritated, it's not towards you. It's towards the situation and myself. I have Mm -hmm. anxiety. And that allows people to be like, oh, so you're not mad at me. No, I'm irritated Mm -hmm. with everything that I got going on in my head and I can't express it. You know, it's different levels to it. But that's something that deserves to be acknowledged because... Mind you, black and brown people have had this these years, this years long, I can't even say year long, years long, centuries long mm-hmm. identity of we don't feel pain or we don't feel anything or we're not going to show emotion because it's weakness. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't do anything but hurt us in the end. So having conversations. Yeah. Go ahead, say it again. It has always hurt us. I feel like it was just... Um, it was survival. It was yeah, moment. of course. Like, it was like, uh, that's see, but this is where we gotta lean into God because what oh, has yeah. helped us, what has helped you in one season may be detrimental in your next. Mm. What could have helped you, would have helped you to protect yourself or help you to survive a certain season uh, or a certain decade, what was helpful in one moment could be detrimental in the next. That's right. why that's why the scripture literally states like where it says forget the former things i'm doing a new thing right forget the former things all of it the good the bad what was helpful what was not when a new season arises we have to have open arms to the tools that we're using the people excuse me the people in this season whatever the case may be like we truly have to get into that place where we that. are letting yeah. go of that. And that's mainly our behaviors, our mindset. Yeah. I think my was it my second to last chapter of my book is called The Unlearning, the Relearning in Esther. Like Woo! it's I have to you cannot, you cannot, you cannot. And I say that even of being a woman who has attempted, who has, you know, gone through multiple forms of abuse, even in my dating life. I have to be intentional about how I think and how I move and how I breathe because it really affects. And just as you said, you hit it on the nail. There is life after trauma if you want it. Yes. If you want it. That's why I say you could, 
your grave can immediately turn into a garden if you want to, because the want to is because it takes work. It does, and, it takes, and that's what it, girl. It, it takes it takes accountability. Yes. It takes all of those different things, and and just to go back a little bit, mm-hmm. I do want to wind a little bit to my attempt. That's um, fine. When I attempted, uh, when I attempted to commit suicide, um, and I was done, I wrote my letter. I went back mm-hmm. and I told my, I sent it to my mom, my sisters. Uh, oh my gosh, Kayla. And I Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Well, and, I'm so happy that you are here. Okay. Oh, look, look, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm here. It's a song that states, don't write me a suicide note. Write me a survivor story. I have a survivor story. I don't feel, um, I don't feel sad about my journey. One thing that I, I just even, <laughs> I, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for life. And the thing yes. about it is when we want to die, it's truly because we don't see no way out. We exactly. don't see, we don't think that there is any type of choice or any type of new door. Like we just like, okay, this is always going to be like this and I don't mm-hmm. care. And I just want to go and I just, and I'm tired. And the easiest thing, baby, death is easy, but living is hard. Living is hard. And it's, Say that and again. death is easy when, and when it's your choice, right? When yeah, you're no, you're right. Yourself, it's easy you know, um, but living it, but living is hard. And I don't say that in, um, hear me, hear me. Um, when I say that for those who have may have lost someone, um, yeah, by suicide, I don't say that these people took the uh, easy way out. I'm saying, no. I'm saying this, I'm saying that it is so much harder to, to choose. To- yeah, to choose to to choose to live, and it's just it's just a hard, especially if this is something that you struggle with. Yeah, and I say and I say this too, anxiety and depression. We need to be well versed in mental illnesses as well, because anxiety and depression are not the only mental challenges that no, they're are not. out there. And I also say that too, as well as anybody that is struggling or overcoming, and I'm gonna say this again: struggling and overcoming, mm. because. I have, uh, I have been diagnosed with something before, a mental illness and a challenge before. And there's a way, again, where I said in the beginning, two realities coexisting at the same time. There is a way to acknowledge where I am, but also not saying that this is my final stay. That is so true. I, say I like that, that. I am overcoming a thing. I am uh-huh. overcoming PTSD. I am overcoming bipolar. I am yes. overcoming this. Right. So. Yes. Um, someone who is overcoming some of these different uh, challenges that I've stated within some of these um, symptoms is suicidal ideation. Yes, some and that's what I was going to yeah. Some people think that something is like, oh, what is wrong with me and I can't keep, because that's uh-huh. a part of what, again, that's a part of how your glass broke. That's, yes. a part of, that's a part of how your glass broke. That is a part of um, that's a part of how you, um, how trauma impacted you. It Some is. of us struggle with that on a seasonal basis or when we feel like we're in crisis again, or when we feel mm-hmm. like we're overwhelmed, that's where we and we're like, dang, I felt like I was done with this. This is a part 
where yes, therapy plays a part. Yes, um, yes, um, having support groups play a part. But this is the part where I love to call where we have to call on the healer. Mm. We have to call on the healer. God, start healing those places that I can't see, that I can't touch. I don't know how my glass broke. I need you to start healing those different things. Because again, as being a woman that has been in therapy since 2015, I am an mm. advocate for therapy. I stand firm on therapy. But this is the thing I've learned though. That can only do so much. And it will do so much. There's mm -hmm. a point in time where deliverance has to come from our healer. Deliverance and the transformation has to come from, from God. It's, it's, it's certain parts that therapy sessions can't do. That doesn't mean it doesn't do anything because it absolutely does. Therapy is a tool where someone who is skilled and guided to help you walk through those parts of yourself and to pull you out of, redeem you from, and to push you forward into your new. Yeah. That yeah. is the whole purpose of, of therapy. what therapy is. That's it's a support from somebody who is skilled because a lot of times we sit there and we and, and this is I'm sorry this is a pet peeve of mine. But a <laughs> go lot ahead, people, no, go ahead. I'm listening. Go people ahead. Who, people who sit here and say, "Ooh, I think I'll be a good therapist because I give advice." Therapy is not advice. You're right. Therapy is a I will give like you. You are a client who is just like. If you go to the doctor, you have broken your leg, you have some type of, you know what I'm saying, issue or some sort that only a doctor can do, right? Like yes. only a doctor can help you. So with that being said, that's the same thing with therapy. You have some type of, if you're, uh, there's something changing. I moved to another city and state and I feel more depressed. I thought I would feel better. Or mm -hmm. this is something that happened to me in my past life and I was dealing with it better, but now it's all crumbling down. These are things that happen in our lives, right? What I what did I say before? What has helped you in one season may be super detrimental in the next. So what was good in one season ain't good no more. You don't know what to do because you have never been to this point of yourself. You have never met this version of this of yourself. You have never known who this person is, or you're doing the work to do the do the the root issues. You're picking up, picking out the root issues that's been deeply rooted within not only you, but in your family. A lot mm -hmm. of people, uh, I, I, and I don't like to say it too much, but the generational curse breakers, these people who consider them as being that you are the root puller. That's what you are. You are pulling the root. You are now identifying and dealing with and overcoming the thing that no one in your family was able to do before. Yeah. Not, uh, if it was because they didn't know how, or they didn't want to. So now we over here like, dang, what's going on with me? I never had these thoughts before. I never <laughs> had this before. But it's generational. A lot it of us is. was carried in in the womb with trauma. That's true. Our first home was trauma. Uh, yeah, it's so powerful. And I want. I wonder because I don't know if one episode is going to be enough for us to touch on this. But we could talk about like. I know we were talking about your attempt and we were talking about, and honestly, you're kind of breaking it down already. This is how you reclaimed your power. You know, mm -hmm. the things that you're saying, I have a specific question for you though. Sure. So 
in the process of you reclaiming your power, even though, like, was there ever a time where you didn't feel like, and trigger warning here, because I, I am asking this because I kind of need that that com confirmation or the affirmation, sure. the affirmation. So for me, um, in my story, I always felt like I internalized all of the pain, all of the shame, all of the abuse. And so I, in turn, have this, my su suicidal ideation um, comes from thinking that I am the problem. Mm -hmm. And it also, in turn, comes from a lack of, or I don't want to say lack of, because I definitely got a lot of confidence. It's more like an unstable foundation of confidence mm -hmm. and self-esteem and um, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not, it was never solid ground. It was there, but at one point, because of an unmet child need from my mother, from my family, it became unstable. Yeah. So it got cracks in its foundation a little bit. But I'm wondering if, did you feel that as well? Or have you, are you still in the process of overcoming those cracks in the, your foundation or do you have any or, or did you feel yeah definitely we have I have those cracks like I am like I so for one to answer your question my yeah. problem was not internalizing mine was always I have always been expressive I've always oh. been an expressive person I've always been like my knee hurts or I feel this or whatsoever or why yeah. did I've always been that person. My issue was being silenced. So the moment that I feel looked over, unheard, unseen, Same. not wanted or uh, not yeah. valued, any moment that I feel those things, it's like, oh, okay, like I'm out. Like, you know, so those yeah, are Yeah, no, I got you. I feelings. got you. Me too. Um, That's, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it was definitely that. Um, and yeah how I crack is I am very aggressive at times if I feel like I'm unheard or I I well I was aggressive very much and it was mm -hmm. so like I'm going to um I'm going to make my mark or I'm going to put my foot down or I'm going to make mm -hmm. them feel this way or whatever um growing up I was very big with temper tantrums and um doing certain things to be like whatever like I would run away I remember yeah moments where I would literally walk outside walk out of my grandmother's house say nothing no phone no nothing and just and leave no destination I just didn't care like I just didn't I was like nobody I feel like nobody cares and it wasn't that wasn't the truth that's just what I felt and this is why um here's the truth to that um, mm -hmm. that's not the case for everybody it's not yeah. so much that everyone doesn't care everyone shows it differently and it is our job to communicate like hey like when you do this it makes me feel this and yeah. um, could we change that or could you not do that or whatever the case may be or also it comes to the point of you having to shift your perspective of like when this person does mm -hmm. they're not doing this for that reason so exactly. Um, but yeah that is um, something that I still, you know, deal with. I just try to deal with it differently. It shows up a lot more uh, currently right now romantically um, for me of just like, oh, like this is um, what triggers me. And 
this Mm -hmm. is hurtful for me and this is but this is not true right like I have to speak truth to myself a lot of times and that's beautiful that's um, beautiful because I don't think a lot of people not not to just to expand on that real quick that's beautiful speaking truth to yourself is 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 a superpower beyond superpowers because A lot of the times the devil can get in our heads, lies can really seep in our heads. And if we don't capture them and let them go and speak a truth, it really can lead to that downward spiral. And I'm not saying that that's the only thing that can lead to it, but I see exactly what you mean. Cause I do the same thing. I always have to be like, they didn't mean it that way. This is just how I'm feeling in this moment. A moment is temporary. It is not forever. Like I have to affirm those things in myself, be in myself, in myself, in myself, because it gives me that solid ground yeah. rather than sitting in the feelings that may not be true for that moment. It can be valid. Yes, they're hundred percent real. They're valid. And it happened, and and you know what I mean? But it's what we do with those feelings that allow us to reclaim our power. If we allow... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, something that I've learned Mm -hmm. was um, literally this phrase where it says, you know, acknowledge how you feel, but act on what you know. Acknowledge what you feel, but act on what you know. And That's, a lot of times we, we feel like we know the truth, but truly, again, going to the word, knowing the mm-hmm. truth of God. Okay, hold on, ho- hold on. When the enemy thinks that says that I'm not enough, hold on, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. Marvelous yeah. works of God. I am his daughter. I am these things that we speak life and truth to ourselves. And yes. also moments for me where I still feel like rejected or dismissed or mm-hmm. uh, looked over and stuff like that. I, I have to, Kayla, you are not rejected. You are yeah. a daughter. You're not, you, you're not rejected. That lie, that's a lie from the pits of hell. And you <laughs> are, you are adopted. You are a daughter. You are not rejected. You have been, you know, accepted into the kingdom of God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So stuff like that for sure. Yeah. But that's beautiful. I, I just, I think there's so much strength that comes from just saying I am enough or there is so much strength coming from just those affirmations mm-hmm. because it, it, I don't know what it's the power of the tongue. Honestly, it is oh, really yeah. the power of the tongue because the way we speak about ourselves is the way that we feel about ourselves. And like, mm-hmm. I have to catch myself all the time. Like, I'm not going to lie. I can relate to you a little bit when you said that your your problem was being silenced. Mm-hmm. I was silenced as well. Um, but I also it's weird because on one hand, sometimes I was expressive. I was expressive as hell. Excuse my French, but I was. And I'd be like, I don't like that person. I don't want to be around this person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my abusers that were abusing me, I would be vocal and I'd be like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to be with this person. I don't want to be around that person. Right. But it was the fact that the adults in the situation always see my family has a really, really bad saying. A child is meant to be seen and not heard in yeah. that family. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm the child in this point, and I'm saying, hey, I don't want to go here. Well, why don't you want to go here? Because I don't like them. Well, that's not enough. You going. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
and, and that's upsetting. That's very disheartening. I'm not saying that to be flippant or anything. I'm just saying no. that's the way that no, I, because like I said, yeah. like, like I said before, two realities coexist. You right. Time. So you're saying that in some moments you were, you know, you were vocal in some moments that you weren't. That I mean, yeah, child, like. Or you were a kid or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For someone who didn't have the tools or exactly. who had the support and stuff like that. So you're valid for sure. That's that's beautiful. No, I like the way you said that too. Because when you said that, I was like, two realities can exist. And I had to step in that again. And I'm like, you right. Because I got people like my mom, for example, she will she will say that I was quiet, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, or, or she won't say that I was quiet. I'll say that I'm quiet. She'll say, no, you're loud. I, okay, but okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you fight that when you pulling out moments of when I was expressive and extremely happy, but I'm thinking about moments when like, I'm uncomfortable around so-and-so, you know what I mean? Right. But two realities can coexist. It, it is true. But like, to my point of what I was getting at, I'm just saying that when I had those, when I had those moments where I was like, I'm just not enough, like, and I kept thinking that I was the problem. I was like, the only solution is to take myself out of the equation. Right. Because I got blamed for everything. So I I, I got the brunt of everybody's anger, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, my mother, um, she, like I said, it was an unstable environment. So it was, it was really more like me taking care of her and Mm. It's a lot to go into that with like narcissism and just sure. the way that the family the family is. But those things were true. But it's also the fact that like when I when you think about it, you're like, oh, kids are sponges. They're going to soak up everything. And that's exactly what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So when I'm having these thoughts and even now, like I find myself like I used to be reckless with my mouth when I would get angry or I would like lash out and try to get the attention or or, you know, because un unmet need was or un unmet need was needed to be met or whatever. A need sure. wasn't met, whatever. However you want to say that. But I remember holding on so firmly to words. I've always had an affiliation, a love and admiration for the words, the power of the tongue. And I'm very mindful of what I say now, because there was a time when I used to call myself a, a, the B word. I used to just, mm. I used to rag on myself without realizing it, you know? Yeah. And nowadays I'll catch myself, like when I was sick just this past week, I was so mean. I was so mean to myself. I was like, well, I don't want to bother anybody and I don't know why I can't get anything done. And then I was like, I'm sick. Stop it. I am yeah. sick. I need to be nice to me. And I found, I caught myself saying something. I was like, no, no, I'm not stupid. I just, I need rest. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, I think there's power in those moments. And it's because, really, and, it, and I, can I say this too? Yeah. Um, we also have to acknowledge sometimes where that comes from. Oh, yeah, of, like, of course. Like, we um are saying these different things or you know allowing those things to be said to ourselves or the way and i and i and i'm learning that the first way the the first steps of healing and shifting who we are starts with how we see ourselves how we think of ourselves and how we yes ourselves like i like how we interact with ourselves we we beat ourselves up we are very we hard on ourselves. Harmful. harmful. No, and we're low-key even abusive to ourselves. And I'm not even... Yes. 
and, yeah. and and I can say that in a sense of um and I and a lot of us try to shy away from those words like trauma oh, abuse yeah. because it's very heavy words but that's the reality of it a lot you of right. times if you grew up in a rejected or um isolated abandoned harmful abusive type of situation that's your foundation those were the instructions you were given for yourself so a lot of times we get confused of like wow how did I continue to end up being with people who harmed Mm -hmm. me and it's because we never learned how to um not harm ourselves so you know um it's it's um yeah I, I in in affirmations those sometimes that's the first time we have ever said something loving and kind to ourselves let alone decreeing a thing mm-hmm. with decreeing a thing. I am worthy. I am this. You're decreeing that maybe I may not be there yet physically to believe this or be mm-hmm. in a situation that but I will uh, be flexing. Yep. But I will mm-hmm. be, I will be. That is, that is one of the biggest tools of life after attempting yeah. uh, and choosing to, I, I, the, I have in my book, where the Lord, for me specifically, mm-hmm. gave me the instruction to go back to the place. To go back to the place where it began for me. Oh, of where, wow. I, where, where it began for me. Um, and come out of agreement with it. Like, come out of agreement. Ooh. This is, I come out of a, con- I come out of contract with death. I come out of agreement with premature death, with, with you know, self-harm and death. I, I come out of contract with that. I come out of agreement of of this. I, I come I'm out gonna, of it. Okay, I'm gonna need you to elaborate on that because sure. I hear the I hear the power and I come out of agreement with it. But um what was yes. that like? What was that like? Because that's a shift in your perspective so, right here. So for one, we have to understand that a lot of times we have came more in agreement and contracts with things mm. more with our mouths than we have ever done with a pen. Oh, wow. We have came in more co- in a contract. I come in agreement. So when we are in situations or in places where they're telling us that we are a thing or you are dumb or you're stupid or or it may, someone may have never uh, said that but we say that to ourselves or we have this high expectation of ourselves or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be and we 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 just come in agreement with a thing so we come into agreement with this thing or this statement or this belief or whatsoever and now we are in contract i have decreed this thing there is a declaration right i have signed my name to this thing and when god initial plan for you and I was to Mm -hmm. love and to be loved yes that's it to love and to be loved the greatest commandment in the new testament says what love your God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as you love yourself those are three things that you're doing Mm -hmm. I'm loving God the way he loves me the only way I can love God is to recognize how he loves me and he gives us that so to love God with everything that's within me, then I am loving my neighbor as I love myself. 
So we think that the neighbor comes first, but no, no, no. It's you us. come next. I can't love me. If I don't love me well, I'm not going to love my neighbor well. I'm not going to have grace with my neighbor. I'm yep. not going to give love to my, and we can be oblivious and try to act like we are all we want to. But love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not seek its own. It's not easily angered. It rejoices in the truth. It does is not boastful, right? These are the attributes of love. And we think love is a feeling. Like, no, that is an action. It's an action word. So when I say I can't, the Lord has come out of agreement. I was very big. I was coming to the knowledge of a contract verbal mm. contracts and certain contracts that we come into agreement with a lot of things that we say the things that we do we're like i i'm never gonna find love or i'm always gonna be broke or i'm just broke or things that we say and a lot of people don't understand that you're coming into contract when the lord says to renew your mouth for the for the spirit of heaviness put on a garment of praise right these are things that you need to do to come out of whatever you're in so what mm. I'm saying is when we get to a place where death is in your mind, when you do not want to live anymore yes, and you don't want to go on with whatever God has planned for you, the enemy has infiltrated your mind. He has given you lies and he has given you all types of, uh, uh, of distractions that were not from God. It's not true. Because yeah. and, and, and when he gives you this thing, we sit here and we come in contract with it because of how we feel. Because, oh. okay, well, I agree. I, I feel like this and I do this. And the moment that the enemy starts to become loud in your mind and he starts telling you, okay, yeah, you know what? They don't care. You are worth it. It is you. You know what? You are the problem. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, and that. And then you come into agreement with it now because the thing about it is the enemy can't kill you. What he can do is put thoughts in your mind to make you do it yourself because he can't do it. So if I can plant seeds within her that thinks she's unworthy and she doesn't know who she is and doesn't know who she belongs to. And even men, okay, let me now. mess up. Let me mess up your identity and let me mess up. Let me make you lose faith in who you are. Let me make you lose your mind a little bit. Let me do all these different things. So he plants these different seeds within your spirit. And the thing about it is the scripture says, look, do not be conformed by this word, but be transformed by the renewal of your what? your mind if we're not renewing our mind if we're not combating with the battlefield is the mind if i'm not fighting with the truth if i'm not fighting with the word if i'm not spending time with my father of course i'm going to lose the fight but this is what god is saying if i give you the tools if i tell you who you are if you walk in confidence if you believe that you were never a mistake if you are not rejected if you believe these truths right you're going to the enemy is going to try and when he tries, you're going to succeed and you're going to live. So yeah, I, had yeah. to come, I had to come out of agreement because the enemy, he was going to continue to try to attack. I see. Me. He was going I to, see. he's going to continue to try to attack it, the, our listeners, you, are yeah. anyway. Especially if you have a heavy anointing and call over your life. 
If you uh-huh. have a call over you, and this is not just to the few, these are to the masses, the ones who are called and anointed, the ones who are chosen. I'm not talking about the ones that are just like, okay, yeah, I could just dig with God a little bit, okay, and he's cool. The sometimes. lukewarm. I'm you ain't ta- talking I'm, about the lukewarms. You talking about? I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about the ones who really know who God is and loves the Lord and knows that He has a purpose and a plan over your life, and that's everybody. Yes. That's everybody. Yes. And that's everybody. And I say that to say when I went back to the place. Yeah. Where the thought began, where I made the decision to come into contract, I came into agreement with death. I looked at the place. Woo! Kayla, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm not interrupting you. I'm expanding. I'm expanding. Let me let me expand real quick. Oh, y'all, y'all. Okay, y'all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. So I y'all know that I've been doing, I've been watching my sermons. I've been watching my transformation church, right? And the last um, sermon before 2023 was over, he was doing, Pastor Michael Todd was doing a series called Damage But Not Destroyed, right? Yeah. And in that series, I'm 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 talking about it because it's real. Now I'm gonna get passionate too now. Cause hold on. In that series. There was a black woman who was a who was a therapist and I forget her name, but she was talking about the root of the fall mm-hmm. and she went the scene of the fall. Sorry, I said it wrong. But the scene of the fall, it is called the scene of the falls on YouTube. I was watching it. It took me three days to digest it because I was like, hold on, hold on now. She said, and I quote what you just said, Kayla. She said, if I go back to where the thought originally began, yep. and I then declare that this is not who I am and this thought is not, I, I don't want that, like, I break the bind with that thought or the concept yes. with that thought, then I have the power to make it something else. Yes. To shift my perspective and yes. take back my power that was robbed from me that, yes. bro, but this, oh my God, no, because when I first watched that, it gave me chills. Yeah. And I was like, because she then went on to say, abuse is simply the definition of abuse is the somebody who feels that they have power over you, extracting that power over you or yeah. mishandling you with yeah. that power in some way. That mm-hmm. is what abuse is. It's somebody who has power over you and 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 using it to control you in some way. They can do it in a they they can manipulate you, whatever right. it is. But that is what right. abuse is. Right. And I'm like, so it didn't necessarily. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that's older than you either. Right. It could be someone that feels they are superior to you. Yes. And that's trying and that, to yeah, and, and yes. that and, and and try to make you inferior. Absolutely. Yes. And that's crazy that we're talking about this right now because I think we were supposed to have I think you were supposed to be on this podcast. I think you <laughs> I think yeah. you were supposed to be on this podcast. And I think this episode was supposed to happen for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know for a fact that when it comes to reclaiming your life and understanding that there's life after trauma. It is so hard to even understand that concept to begin with. We're saying this, but it's like, it's so foreign to you at first. If you don't yeah. first know that, it's like, what do you mean? I yeah. went through something so bad. How can I ever get on the other side of that? Let me tell you, you can pray about it. 
You can turn to your community about it. You can turn to the right people about it, the right community about it. You know, and, and you can turn to yourself. Write that stuff down. Be don't be afraid of being vulnerable if you're trying to get on the other side of something. And because that's what it takes. Absolutely. Woo! And my thing is, I, I, I say this to say, how dare you? How dare you believe that there's not a promised land promised to you? How dare you believe that you are only worthy of a wilderness? How Ooh. dare you believe that the end was for your wilderness, that it was no life after your wilderness? How dare you? Mm. That's a lie. Because I need you to read the word. Because there is an oath to you. There is an oath to every last one of us, to the call, to the promises, and every last prophecy that God has released over our lives. There is so much more for you. And that's what God spoke to me the night that I attempted to commit suicide. He said, what are you doing? Mm. He said, I'm crying. My eyes filled with water. And I'm like, what? 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 Like, I'm like, God, I'm just tired. Your people have harmed me. I've been so harmed. I've been so mishandled. How how can you even ask me a question like that? He said, but I yeah. have so much for you to do. That is so beautiful. I and you're going to make so me much, I'm emotional as hell. so much for you to do. Seriously. And I speak that, and I'm sorry for cutting you off. I have to finish this. I have to say okay. this to any listener. Genuinely. There is so much that God has for you to do. Yes, there is. There is so much for, for you to do. And I say this lastly, genuinely, when I came into, when I went back to the place and broke the bondage, broke the yes. contract, broke the yoke, tore down the stronghold, when mm. I said, I come, I divorce you. Yes. I come out of agreement with you. And this is the thing. Guess what? Every time that feeling comes up, every time that tries to remind me, I have to say uh -huh. it again. Sometimes yes. I have to say it again. And sometimes you might have to say that every single day. I death, I don't belong to you. For my God is a living God. Mm. He said that he would give me life and more and life more abundantly. You're a liar from the pits of hell. I am going to live. I'm going to live for such a time as this. I was born for such a time as this, and I will see the fruits of my labor. I will see the manifestations of God. I am everything that God says that I am, and I will see every blessing, every prophecy, and every promise unfolded and fulfilled in my lifetime. That you is so have to speak those things because the devil is a liar. And what happens is for black and brown people, because our trauma looks different. Our pain and our history looks a little differently. So we have to not only speak that over ourselves in our current situation, but we have to speak that over our bloodline. We have to speak that over our future kids. We have to speak that for every for our over our wombs. We have to speak that for our sisters, our sons, our daughters. We have to speak that for our mothers. We have to go forward and we got to go backwards. We have to speak life on everything that is connected to us because the enemy is a liar. And I encourage you to live. 
Yes. I encourage you to live. Instead of writing a suicide note, I encourage you to write a survivor story. Tell us how you survived that season. Tell us how you overcame what the enemy meant for evil. Show us how the, how the God of the nations turned it around for your good. Tell us what happened. And if he has not given you the turnaround, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Please, I'm ready and I'm willing and I can't wait to heal, hear how you have overcome. Mm. I need to sit with that for a second. That was, girl, you got me over here. I'm so emotional, but I'm also in a space where that's just, that's so powerful what you said. It is incredibly powerful. And I hope listeners, I hope y'all listen and I hope y'all get the message because I can't say nothing else to that. That was all truth. That was everything that needed to be said. And Kayla, are you good? You all right? I am. I, am. Right. I feel I feel God. <laughs> I all. feel God too. That's why I, I said that's why God. I said, Are you all right? <laughs> that's why I I'm asked good. because no, because I felt God in those spaces too. And there was a time where I'm actually recommitting my faith in everything. But I um there was a time when I didn't think that God was really listening or mm -hmm. I didn't really think that God even even saw me saw my struggles because it was happening so often yeah but every time every once in a blue moon I was reminded uh-uh that's not okay what they're doing or right. I was my brain was sometimes like trigger warning here I gotta get this out y'all if y'all don't want to hear the rest of this that's fine but <laughs> When I was going through the experiences and the incidences that I was experiencing with the person who abused me, um, I was molested from the time I was three up until I was 16. Um, I believe you. Whew, damn. I'm sorry. Um, I was not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. I believe you. Taylor, sit in that. I was not ready for that. Oh, man. Okay. I will sit at that. Thank you. That means more than you know. Um, so that happened to me. When that was going on, my brain was blacking out and forgetting who was doing it. Now, I was a child, right? So this, is, this, this can happen. Yeah. Um, but... When it was after afterward, I was coming forward and I was saying like, hey, this is happening to me. And nobody was believing it. Nobody was doing. There was no action that was taken. Right. So I started to believe, God, you must not be real. <laughs> you know, my mama and I ain't getting along. All these different things. All of these things started to really make me believe the devil is not a liar and that God is not real. Yeah. And now at 26 years old, I can firmly say. I don't believe that anymore, but it took me having to shift my perspective and feel God's presence, allow him in my life because he never really left me in the first place. But right. if you're, um, what's the word? If you're not turning a blind eye, but if you're ignoring his call, if you're, he going to make you hear it. <laughs> yeah. He going to make you hear it somehow. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you feel his presence you feel the movement you feel it in whatever it is that you feel that you are being called to say yeah 
And and that power that you just experienced, listener, with what Kayla was saying, there's no there's no denying him because he's found me in places where I didn't even think he was going to find me at. He's found mm-hmm. me in places where I was like, well, he ain't, he ain't listening to me. Turn around right. and he, there he go. <laughs> so I just want you to understand, listener, um, warrior, because y'all, you know, y'all my warriors, everybody that has, I know that we are, the term is survivor after we've been, you know, put through any type of assaults or anything like that. But I like the term warrior because that means we don't have to survive no more. That means we have that power within us. We got the strength to keep going on. So I call us warriors. I I know that's just me, but warrior, you got this. Mm -hmm. There's life after trauma if you want it and you are deserving of it. Because I feel like we've been saying that and we, we ain't said it outright, but you are deserving of a life after the things that you have experienced, the unjust things that you have experienced. Yes. The mishandlings. I like the way you said that. Mishandlings is going to be my new thing from now on. Mm-hmm. That's my new word when I am talking about something that I am no longer in the midst of going through. Mm-hmm. Somebody mishandled me. They didn't know how to properly take care of me. And that's that's. It's not necessarily fine, but I'm going to be fine. I saw something the other day, and I, I know Instagram ain't that ain't that positive place all the time, but on my feed it is, <laughs> for the most part. But I saw something the other day on Instagram that I wanted to touch on real quick. I'm going to ask you to elaborate on it too. But basically, what it said was, there are times where... Um, People can mishandle us, right? And people can, we, we can go through these different things, but the alchemy of us does not change. Mm-hmm. The access to me does, right? Meaning somebody can mishandle us, as we're saying, and that allow, that, that the consequence of that is I now no longer have, give them access to me. But that does not change who I am my alchemy that does not change what I am called to be, who I am called to be. That Mm -hmm. only changes the access that people around me now have or that that person now has. I can Mm -hmm. limit the access. I can, you know, and I wanted to know how you felt about that because I feel like it's really just saying the boundaries can change, but just because I, I, um, exert this boundary does not mean that the alchemy within me has to change like just because i feel there's somebody was jaded towards me doesn't mean that i have to be jaded towards everybody else you know what i'm saying yeah <coughs> sorry oh um, you okay <laughs> um yeah uh i i agree with that i feel like um i don't know i'm very big on seasons like i don't me too. i don't i don't i don't in interact with as many people in the same se- there are probably like two or three mm-hmm. um, that are not my well no probably two two that are not my blood that has seen me in multiple seasons usually when mm. I you know once I'm done with a season and it's not that I throw them away it's just I um God has given me this uh gift of um uh, I don't discernment. Uh, no, it yes that, but that's not the what I'm. 
he has oh. given me this gift of like my um my journey of acceleration. Like I don't Ooh. go through, I don't linger in seasons longer than I need to be. I like, love that. And yeah, like and when and some people are not like that. And I don't say that in a boastful thing of myself. Yeah, no. It's just truly. I don't understand sometimes. I'm like, dang, why can't I connect with so-and-so or whatever? And it's just, it's truly because, like, I'm not there no more. And I'm someone, I'm an intellectual, too. Me, too. I'm someone uh, that I, um, yeah, like, I'm 26 years old, and I don't sound like it. I may not even, you may not even experience me like that. It's just because of God, you know, what God has, like, done in me. Mm-hmm. Like I may not connect with everybody, and everybody doesn't have the ability to carry me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, true. As a, as a friend, and vice versa, I may not be able to carry somebody else. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, but um, and that's okay, y'all. That's okay. Yeah, like, and it's okay. Some people may you may not be able to be carried by people, especially in sometimes in our if if your community or your environment, like the people around us. Sometimes, like when that happens, like it just it just happens. Like we're we're it's not we we can't connect or you know we're on a whole different wavelength. So absolutely, like it's the access to you or whatever the case may be. And I feel like certain things are different. If somebody yeah. harmed me, it's no access at all. I don't. There's not up for a discussion. And that's what and I, I think. don't understand that's- that. Like why we ain't chilling? We not cooling? We not? We not doing. I agree. Uh, I just um, because connection ultimately means some type of like association or a friend, but a friend would have never done something like that to me. And I'm not saying people cannot change because they absolutely can. I had a I had somebody who physically harmed me. Like he was abusive. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He came and he tried to say like, "Hey, like, hopefully we could try this again." Um, I'm like, absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't see a future with you or that. I I can I hope that you have changed. I hope that you have healed. I hope that you, you know what I'm saying, done some things, but um I'm not gonna be the one to figure that out. And a lot of times, like we we have to believe that God does a new thing and he mm-hmm. is not always if he wants to shift the situation, he will. But nine times out of ten, it's not even the fact that he doesn't want like he can't shift a situation he's trying to shift you and if you yeah. in that situation you will never grow you will never heal you will never develop you will never blossom you will never become something different sometimes when we stay connected to people environment situations and situations we don't grow and it ain't even them it's the fact that he wants you to grow I need you to get to the place that I need you to get to. I'm not worried yeah. about right now. Yeah. So yeah. I see that. No, I totally agree with you on that because real talk, I I found myself I found myself constantly cuz I'm a I'm always trying to make sure that everything is balanced and I've always extended my grace um to those who often aren't deserving of it. And when I say deserving, I don't mean like, oh, I'm just not going to give grace to nobody. It means that they've already shown me who they are, yet I'm extending grace to them anyway, because I'm hopeful that 
the grace that I extend, they're going to see that I'm extending grace and they'll, they'll change. You know what I'm saying? And that's not, that's, that's not, uh, safe i'll say that's that it's not, just not that's not safe that is a trauma response and i'm not yes. even trying to and i'm and i can't oh it's okay no i'm, I'm be, fully aware i'm um, fully aware that is but that is no because that's not even grace that's no not, that's not grace um that's not grace that's that's a lot of different other things but it's like and it also is rooted in our and how we view ourselves and our worth and who we are and we still get, and I still have those moments too. So this is yeah. why I know. I know it. I, I know that it ain't that. And I say that because I connect with you in that way. And it's just mm-hmm. like, no, like we're giving, we're making excuses for people who have made decisions. And it's like, no. And again, we, we, we try to stay or we try to give somebody another chance because mm-hmm. of them. We're trying to do it for them because they asked or because of what that that has nothing to do with them. It's you. It, it's I us. know, and I, that's what I realized. I wrote a yeah, poem. Yeah. Kayla, I wrote I'm a sorry. poem. No, you're fine. I wrote a poem about it because I was, you know, accepting everything that had taken place and everything. And I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, that wasn't <laughs> even them. That was me that I was mm-hmm. liking. That was me, my energy, my effort, my that was me. That was me. You know what I mean? The whole time we like, and that happens sometimes where we're in a situation and we're just like, oh, I really like this person. I really like, or I really like getting to know this person. But it's actually the whole time you really like yourself because it's it's you. It, mm-hmm. It's it, it's your characteristics that you're liking. It, it's not them because put down the effort and see what happened. You know what I mean? It's some, that's not always the case. I'm just saying in those scenarios, you'll know. But- and- and it's and it's too, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna give that back to you. We mm-hmm. really, we really have to get to a place where we have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Of the ones who, um, the ones who have been harmed, or our foundation mm. has been rejection, right. pain, and all of that, is to truly get to a place of like loving, learning to love ourselves. And it's yes. like, I say that in a sense that we say that a lot and it's very cliche and it's very annoying <laughs> because a lot of people say, just love yourself. And it's like, how does someone do that when they have never known what that looked like or have been and taught a- what Woo! that is? So how can you tell me to do a thing that I haven't, I don't even have the instructions to do? And, and that's how, um, oh, go ahead. Uh, but no, yeah, like that just is extremely frustrating. Like that's uh, is extremely frustrating. Oh, it for is. Me. But like, that's, that's where I think because I I I'm, and I say this all the time because I do. I'm now at a place where I fully love everything about me. I fully love even the mistakes. I like yes, I'm hard on myself some days, but I also am able to sit with that and be like, okay, it was a mistake. Like you know. It, it may not it, it may not happen overnight. I'm just saying that I've taken those steps to learn to love everything about me. Like right now, I'm in a season of where I am back to reading books like I was reading books when I was a kid. Like I'm reading again because I am a lover of books and words and exploring different creativity um, worlds and stuff like that. That's just me, right? But for so like for a couple of years I was like I'm not I I don't really want to watch TV anymore but I didn't feel like I was 
able to go back to books because of just some own expectations or whatever that I had on myself. But when I released that, when I set all those expectations down, when I finally said, I'm not going to limit myself, I was able to fall back into that category like it was nothing. I got a whole massive shelf of books that I'm just like, okay, what are we reading tonight? Like, I'm excited. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's taking care of the little things. Because I think sometimes we get so caught up in self-love has to be this all-encompassing thing, but it becomes that over time. Everything does start with you, but you got to start small. Like take yourself on a date. It ain't got to be nothing huge. You can, you can do a little, um, what's it called? A little mason jar of dates ideas where you can pick and choose what you want to do. Put your hand in the jar, close your eyes and pick it out and say, oh, I'll do that. You know what I mean? It Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be so grand or luxurious or anything like that. It can be simply taking a bath. And telling yourself, you know what? I'm going to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I don't want to talk to nobody just because I want to get back to me. And that's mm-hmm. fine. That's mm-hmm. self-care and self-love. Baby, it grows into love gradually. And that's what I think is a, it's another, that's an important part of reclaiming your power too and reclaiming your life too. Because you now realize I have a life where I get to do these little things. Mm-hmm. I have a life where I get to experience the little things, the little joys, the little smiles that creep up on my face. You know what I mean? Yeah. The little things will bring you joy if you look for it. The same way we're looking for life after trauma is the same way you find joy and happiness. It's not in somebody else. It's existed in you all along. I'm just saying, that's my piece. (laughs) That's my piece. (laughs) For sure. I mean, and I don't know what exactly it is that I'm, I know, I think for me, it seems like I'm extending grace, or at least that's how I would classify it when mm-hmm. I'm in those situations or whatever. But I think it's more so seeing somebody's potential and seeing like, oh, they could be so great. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm seeing me in them, in them. but we that's a whole nother thing. But it, that's why I said it's me the whole time. It was me the whole time because it's and- like, Mm-hmm. no go ahead go ahead it's potential every last one of us has it and I feel like where we this comes back to the place where I said you know it shifts things shift when oh, we yeah. um <clears throat> the when we see ourselves differently think of ourselves differently and interact with ourselves differently we we gotta we 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 get into these places myself included where we make excuses for people who have the potential. Yes, every last one of us, you and I have potential, but we have made the decisions to do the work. So when someone does not make that decision for themselves, it's to accept them where they are, who they are, and 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 leave it at that. I think we, um, myself mainly included, and I've just now, you know, gotten to this place where, um, where, I would sit here and do what? I would sit here and um, make excuses, be like, oh, they can do this and they they can do that. And it's mm-hmm. coming from a place of like, I kind of, you know, I'm trying to make excuses and feeling sorry for this person. And it's like, because internally I want someone to do that for me. I want somebody to make those same, those same excuses for me. I would like to, and again, that's different for everybody. You may not experience this, but for me, it genuinely is. It definitely came from that. And it was like, this person, you're going to make a decision or not. Like 
you, you're going to get help or not. You're going to be who you are or you're not. And it's like, we have to be real with ourselves and accept yeah. that and accept like, Hey, you just are not my person. Hey, you exactly. Just you won't, you won't have access to me again. Hey, that's just where it is. And, and you know, mm-hmm. and go on about it. And it's hard. That's easier said than done. I understand yeah. that. So it's like, you know, I'm not saying but that, but, oh, yeah. but that's truly like our issue at times. Cause we're over here. Like, <laughs> you know, given that. Oh access, yeah. Given that, I feel, I agree that. a thousand percent. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you because at the end of the day, it's never about protecting someone else's peace. It's about understanding that, especially, like I said, like we like going back to the whole foundation thing. If our foundation was unstable to begin with, we are now responsible of carrying the labor of making sure that even though the cracks are going to be in that foundation, we now have to find solid ground. Mm-hmm. And that's where therapy comes in. That's where being kind to ourselves comes in. That's where we acknowledge, you know, it, it's all about understanding like, yeah, we got to acknowledge where we are and we have to acknowledge where someone else is too, but that don't mean that we have to carry their stuff yeah. along with ours. And yep. that is where is the distinction needs to be drawn because so many times we're like, yes, I'm reclaiming my life. Yes, I'm doing this, but I want to take that on too because we want that foundation to be better for them. But that's not our responsibility. Yep. That healing ain't our responsibility. You know who you're responsible for? Your (laughs) Your healing. You're responsible for your healing. My therapist tells me all the time, that ain't get, but Janae, that ain't got nothing to do with you. But Janae, that ain't got nothing to do with you. But Janae, they got to work that out on their own. You right. I don't need to be there. (laughs) You right. right. I don't need to be there. And that is, that is so beautiful when you finally understand that, that, that uh, message. Because it, it sets you free and it sets you up for success. Yes. I loved. I have loved this episode, Kayla. We could uh, talk about this for hours. This was beautiful. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been Queen J and Kayla <laughs> <laughs> with another episode of Let's Get Uncomfortable, talking about what it is like to reclaim your life after attempting. Two black women talking about reclaiming our life after attempting. All right, thanks for seeing and hearing me. Bye, love y'all. Bye. As always, well, hold on. As always, well, bye. But as always, you can find more on Spotify, on Patreon, if you want the behind the scenes content, the blooper reels. And you can also find me on TikTok. I know I'm getting back on TikTok now. But yeah, you can find me on TikTok at officially Janae H, I believe, or underscore officially Janae H. I'll put it in the episode description, but thank you for seeing and hearing me. Thank you so much. I hope you guys take care and have the most peaceful filled evening, day, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. I love y'all. Peace. <laughs>